to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where I do the intro and Wombat does the editing. <coughs> that's technically true. I was going to say everything else, but uh, that's not true. That is not technically true. <laughs> Hi, Wombat. How's it going? I would say that we share we share the workload on this pretty evenly. Okay. <laughs> I thought you would have a follow-up to that, like a, no, you do more work, or something, but... I, I'm just gonna let that slide. It's it's fine. You're just gonna let it slide? I mean, I know you do Game Facts every week, but, like, once a month, I have yeah. to write that fucking three, four, sometimes five-page long recap, like... Yeah, unless you just decide not to do it. I only did that once. <laughs> and to be fair, uh-huh. that book was impossible to write a recap about. <laughs> yeah yeah okay um i'm tired i'm so tired i'm i'm dying i'm i'm you're, you're dying this uh, this semester at school sucks it's so it, i have heard it's not uh, going well off podcast yeah it's um so uh I, i'm learning that computer science is not for me or at least the way that the the subject is taught at this school by the one teacher that teaches programming. <laughs> because that, that's that's another. I'm having a really difficult time with the intro to programming class, right? Because he just yeah he throws like he doesn't teach anything during class, and he just gives you like a list of videos to watch that are like shitty shitty quality like mic videos of him just speaking at you and it's like that could just be the class you do but instead he takes us into the room and makes us play fucking jeopardy on shit we haven't read yet for an hour uh so so like fucking teach the class in class that's I, 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 I sacrifice two, two hours and almost three hours a week to sit in your fucking classroom and listen to you. That's what you get. That's, that's what I paid to do. I'm paying you to teach me. The, it's your job. Why are we playing fucking Jeopardy? Just it's true. T- teach. I understand. Yeah. I understand the reading. <clears throat> I have to do the reading at home. We can't just sit in the class and read. I get it. But I shouldn't yeah. be watching a 44-minute lecture at home. That's class. That's my class. <laughs> and there's uh... no other teacher that teaches intro to programming. So it's either his way or the fucking highway. And I think I'm going to take yep. the highway. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the I mean it's a class not a degree but like isn't that the degree you're going for right I'm gonna give it up I'm gonna go for a different degree plan <laughs> because okay clearly this isn't gonna work out and like I I complained to Mitchell about it and Mitchell's like that's just what working in the industry is like then I'm like well then the industry is bullshit <laughs> it's not 
It's not what working in the industry is like. It, he says insane shit all the time. Like, it's it's not worth listening to most of the shit he says, because he'll be like, <laughs> when your salary, the, the company owns 100% of your time. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Being no, salary does not. not make you a fucking slave to the company. <laughs> no, although they would like you to believe that. Right. But, but it is not, in fact, true. You still get to have time off. You still get to yeah. live a life. They don't get to message you at fucking midnight and be like, hey, do this thing. I mean, unless you yeah. agreed to do that. Unless you told them, yeah, I'll be available at midnight to work on stuff. But then that's uh-huh. your fault. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and you should feel bad for having done that. Right. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh. I'm I'm probably just gonna uh, I've already scheduled an academic advising appointment on Monday. Um, and okay. I'm, I'm gonna talk to them. I'm gonna bring in a list of like possible uh, focuses I can have based on the school I'm going to after this, because this is just community college. I'm gonna take everything I, I all of the credits I get here, and I'm gonna transfer to Texas A and M. And yeah. the, the Texas A&M in town has certain degree programs and not others. So I'm going to take a list yeah. of the ones this one does and talk to the academic advisor about what I can do. Okay. Yeah. And drop this fucking class. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Wow. And and if I can't pick up another class, then I'll go get like a part time job or something to make up for it. Okay. Yeah. You can you can potentially make some money. Yeah. At all in the last year. I made some money like I stopped making money entirely in April. Was it April? Okay. It was either April or May. So it's been less than a year since I made money. Oh no, that's okay. not even true because. Okay. During the summer and a little bit into the fall, I also did Uber Eats, so I made some money there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Wombat, we've, we've heard about the bad parts of your week. Uh, tell us the glowing weak point. Oh, you. you think there's one. You <laughs> I, you genuinely believe there was a glowing weak point. Um, I, I, I think that there's always a glowing weak point. Uh, it might be dimmer than others, but it exists. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say the baby. The baby is not as bad as I thought it would be. And okay. That's mostly because that's I don't have to sleep in the same room as the baby. So... I only, I only have to deal with thing. the baby during the day when I'm at home. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, every now and then I'll, I'll hear the baby crying and I'll go and pick up the baby. And then uh, I'll if she keeps crying, then I'll check her diaper and I'll change her diaper. And someone will walk in with well, the bottle good. of food and I'll give her her food. And then I'll sit there and burp her. And then I'll lay her yeah. back down, and I move on with my it's life. It's a long process. <laughs> it is. Yeah, pe- a lot of people don't realize it's like, 
uh, baby's crying. It's not like do 12 things until you figure out what it is to make them stop crying. No, it's like there's 12 possible things that it could be. And then once you find one, it's a 36 step process to <laughs> finish it. Yeah. Like, like the baby cries and I'm like, okay, let me pick up the baby. Maybe she just wants attention. Maybe she just wants to yeah. be held in the way that she likes to be held. So I'll pick her up and I'll hold her. And the way she likes to be held is she likes to rest her her head on your shoulder. So I'll I'll do uh-huh. that and I'll bounce her a little bit. Right? She likes to be bounced. Yeah. And, and that sometimes that works. And other yeah, times, sometimes. Other times she keeps crying. No. So it's like, all <laughs> right, well, let's unzip your outfit. And does the diaper have a blue line on it? Yes. Okay. Then we change the diaper. We go and get some wipes. We go and get another diaper. We clean you up and we slap a new diaper on you and we move on with our day. I'll hold you for a little bit. Then I'll put you back down. You'll be okay. And then if it's not that, then it actually becomes more complicated because you're like, okay, you don't want to, you don't want to just be held. Your diaper is not, does not have the blue line. Uh, Food? Okay, let's... Is it time for food? Kind of? Yeah. Okay, let's go shoot this syringe into your mouth, because that'll give you the stuff that makes you less <laughs> gassy. And then after, like, 20 minutes after you've had that, uh, we can we, we can give you your bottle, and hopefully somebody was heating that bottle up. If not, then you're going to have to wait even longer and you're just, yeah, I know you're so upset, but we can't give you cold milk. Like you have to have, you have to have the, the heated up formula shit. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's a lot. And then I don't even know what to do if it's not that, (laughs) if it's not time for food, like even remotely close to time for food, her diaper isn't done. She doesn't want to just be held. Like she's not even really old enough to play. So no, I don't know what she needs at that point, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I just hold her until she decides she's done crying. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like that's babies man she's almost two months old which is not even close to being able to play like yeah no not even (laughs) yeah (laughs) not even in the realm of (laughs) (laughs) she has she has a teddy bear that her grandma got her and every now and then she'll like look at it that's about it. <laughs> yep. She doesn't hold on to it. She doesn't she doesn't play with its arms or anything. She'll just be like, "Oh, this thing is next to me. Let me stare yeah. at it." This this thing exists. <laughs> yeah, here's here's the thing a lot of people don't really recognize about babies. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, like she, she is so stupid. She has not learned to play. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of dumb, but. Uh, Eventually she'll get better. I think it's like, I think it's like six months in, they start to play something like that. Five or six months. 
Yeah. Something like that. It's going to be a It's a, a good while. Yeah, it's, it's a good while in. Okay. All right, well, we'll move on from baby. Uh, um, what's your glowing weak point? Mine is, uh, I had family over the other day. Uh, we're, we're recording this late because uh, our lives are busy, and my life is especially busy, and things happen, and I forget to do things. Um, and we'll talk about that later, but... Uh, after the podcast don't don't expect any of that in this um but i i had i had family over this past weekend and which feels a long time ago <laughs> and um we had some family that didn't go to to the the family christmas thing so we we met up with them to to see them because we haven't seen them in a while and they got to see our pets and our house and and the snake and I keep forgetting um, we got that you to have give a snake. Yeah, Yoshi's adorable. Um, and uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Um, and like we gave them their gifts, and it was good. And then later, uh, the in-laws came over, and we we made pizzas and. Uh, showed them the snake too because they hadn't seen it and <laughs> um, uh, played a board game together and it was one that I had we had gifted them for Christmas it's a Sherlock Holmes kind of clue sort of game okay. Cluedo um, but it's it's very Sherlock Holmes-esque in that they they wrote Sherlock Holmes mysteries for this. And we played cooperatively, which is significantly easier than playing competitively, because it's a it's a clue-like board. There's various rooms. It's really buildings around the city. And you start out with the story. And it goes like, oh, this this preacher came into town with this Bible, and then he went to this place, and and he these are the connections with that he had with these people, and then he was found dead at this location with these things around him. Okay. And so, based off of that, playing competitively, you would race around the board to the various locations to try and find each location you go to, you get to, you get access to another clue. So you have to like read the back of the card, which tells you which of the 400 different clues in this booklet to read. And then, then you get to write that down and keep it to yourself. And that tells you more information. Right. Um, so, in this particular one, which is a spoiler because these are basically one-time playable. This is kind uh, of like um, <laughs> Betrayal at House on the Hill. Eh, I guess. Because that's also kind of like, once you've done one of these stories, uh, you don't really do that same one again. Like, yeah. Um... So I, you, the, it ended up being, um, 
the the fancy Bible was actually a uh, old manuscript that had been stolen from a different place, and the people were were trying to sell it, but there was another person who was brought in to to make sure it was authentic and they killed the guy because they were poor and they needed the money and and there's all these clues that you have to go around town to get we ended up getting every single clue um and it was like the last couple clues really cemented it because it's not just you know point the finger at someone you've got to say you've got to answer like who done it with what and why right motive opportunity yeah <clears throat> yeah like <laughs> like what did they kill him with and uh, and i honestly i personally got that wrong because i thought it was more literal than what they were saying um cuz the the clue about the weapon um, the, the most important clues will actually tell you, like, there will be weapon clue or motive clue. And the other ones are just like, this is a general clue about the case that might prompt you to go to one of the more important areas. And, uh, <clears throat> so the weapon clue was, uh, uh, he- the Bible says that he who lives by this dies by this. The sword. Which, yeah, it's a sword. And he was at a play for Hamlet. And everyone else said that he died by a sword. But it was a preacher man who was carrying a Bible that has disappeared since. And we don't know what the murder weapon is. You overthought the so, shit out of this, didn't you? So, the man who lives by the word dies by the word in that case but no it, it was sword they were i was like ah yes clever <laughs> clever game ah not so clever game <laughs> i was too clever for the game <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but it was a it was a very enjoyable game and uh it's it comes with 20 different stories and we went ahead and gave them an expansion for it which has 20 more stories in it, and there's, like, nine more expansions. So, it's... it's Good luck. Not as bad... Yeah, it's not <laughs> as bad as just, like, you play it once and then, well, you're done. Right. I mean, it sounds cool. So, I'd like to play it. What was it called? Yeah. I think it's just, like, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, or maybe just Sherlock Holmes, the board game. Okay. Um, uh, looking it up real quick just to Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, definitely not that one. You know, it's kind of crazy how how like big Sherlock Holmes became, because that the first uh, book, uh, Study in Scarlet, fucking sucks. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. It's a, but <laughs> midway I, through the story, they're like, "Here's fucking four chapters explaining all of the backstory of the per- the person who died, 
Like, we're taking a long trip through through Mormon, Utah, <laughs> until until this person arrived in England and, and yeah. was assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I found it. It is uh, 221B Baker Street, the Master Detective game. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. And it's, it's fun. Uh, all right, John, we have to, I I have to talk to you about something. Okay. We cannot possibly talk about about every single anime (laughs) you have on your list. (laughs) (laughs) We will be Um, here for three hours. We have other things to do, John. (laughs) I I am aware of this. Okay. Um, I'm here. I'm going to go down the list of, uh-huh. of uh, all of the ones that I'm watching. I'll, I'll add in the, well, the two we're both watching are still from the past. Uncle from Another World will hopefully come back ever. And The Eminence in Shadow, which, which I watched I'm not the caught most up recent on. episode today. I'm not <sighs> caught up on, on The Eminence in Shadow or Blue Lock, so you can just skip that one for me. Okay. So those two we're both watching together. Uh, the rest of these are just me. Although there is one that I, I'm dropping that you watched, but yeah. we'll get to that. Uh, the Misfit of Demon King Academy Season 2, Bungo Stray Dogs for Season 4, The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, Spy Classroom, Buddy Daddies, Don Machi 4 Part 2, Which The I'm Magical Revolution of... That, so let's... Yeah. The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady, Inspector 2... Trigun Stampede, Ningen Fushin, Adventurers Who Don't Believe in Humanity Will Save the World, Farming Life in Another World, <laughs> Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Skill, ha- Handyman Saito in Another World. Oh my god, come up with a different fucking word <laughs> or phrase or Ch- whatever. Chillin' in my 30s after getting fired from the Demon King's army. Not gonna lie, I'm intending to watch that one based on what you say. Okay. Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on Sundere Villainess Lisa Latte. I will watch the that, way of... whether or not what you say. Dude, you will. You will fucking <laughs> watch that. Uh, the Way of the House Husband 2. Uh, saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. Onamai, I'm now your sister, and Tomo-chan is a girl, you which is the one you me. watched. You could not pay me enough to watch something called Onimai, I'm now your sister. <laughs> you could give me all of Jeff Bezos's money. It's actually, a lot of money. Actually, I, w- I would watch it for Jeff Bezos' money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now, wait, 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 wait. Is this Jeff Bezos money before or after 2022? <laughs> well, what happened in 2022? I don't pay attention to how much money uh, these people actually have. Amazon became the first company to lose a billion dollars. Oh, billion I mean, with a B. I think that was I think that was after he he quit. I think that that was after he he stepped down. So it's hard to tell considering his is still up to his elbows in it. I don't think I don't think it would have hit his personal wealth that much. So I'm still going to take true. it. 
Like once you have Jeff Bezos money, you literally cannot go bankrupt. Yeah. Like like it's impossible. Uh, so let's let's get Tomo Chan as a girl out of the way, because that's uh, something we both watched. Uh let me hear your thoughts on it. Uh I think it's pretty pretty standard fair uh romance anime stuff. The the, the big reason why I might keep watching it is because there is a major supporting character. Her name is Misuzu. She has long blue hair. And she yep. is the most devious motherfucker who has ever lived. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but basically, Tomo, Tomo is, a, is a girl. Obviously, that's the name of the show. Uh, but she's like super into karate and she gets into fights and stuff. And, and so, so her, her best friend who she's into, she has a crush on. He just treats, he just treats her like one of the guys, but it kind of feels like he just treats her like one of the guys in order to avoid like his feelings for her. We never get an insight into what's going on in his mind. So we kind of just have to go based off of his actions. And the way he acts sometimes makes it feel like he is very intentionally trying to not look at her like a girl. Yes, he is He is very specifically pointedly referring to her as male only. Uh, but at the same time still trying to get in the way of her having a relationship with other men. Right. He got super jealous when he realized that the the senpai that she had was a dude and and a potential love interest. Yeah. But again, we don't get to see inside his mind. So we don't know that's exactly what he was thinking, but it's it's pretty well implied. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Misuzu will, will keep me hooked into the show. Also, I don't know if you made it far enough to meet the uh, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl uh, whose name no, I forget. I, I think her name is like Carol or something. Yeah, Carol Olston. Yeah, uh, she's great. She she asks everything so deadpan. It is it, it is amazing. Like she's Misuzu. But with a, a much like like cuter, girlier personality and voice, right? Okay, yeah. So so you have two devious motherfuckers <laughs> fucking with these uh, these people's l- love lives. It's that's the reason to watch this show. the The actual interaction between Tomo and Jun it's pretty standard standard shit. But the tw- the twists thrown in by those two is is fun. Uh, I dropped it because one, I'm watching too much anime, and two, yeah. it's it's misgendering the anime. It, it, it's like that the entire thing is just people misgendering her constantly. Are they? I uh, I I can't. I I don't know all the words. So I'm just reading the subtitles, and it doesn't really... Like, people aren't misgendering her in the subtitles. Are they in the actual Japanese? Uh, it, it really... I mean, he specifically is. He is. Okay. 
Yeah, that's fucked up then. I didn't know that. It, it is, yeah. Um, and, and also, gender roles are bullshit. And, they are. And it's, it's basically like, you're not a girl unless you... Uh, wear frilly dresses and um, paint your nails and are in the kitchen. Uh, that's uh, not the uh, message of the show. Like it, it's that's, definitely that's tr- the way Tomo takes it. No, because there's an episode where Tomo is like, "Oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna wear a skirt without the shorts underneath, and be like all girly and stuff." And it just makes her like super uncomfortable and embarrassed and shit. And then, I mean, Jun does say some fucked up... Like, she gets groped on the train, and Jun says some, like, fucked up victim blame shit. Uh, And gets gets the shit punched out of him for it, at least. But, like, the message that Tomo takes at the end of that is to just wear what you're comfortable with, rather than trying to force yourself into something just because of gender roles. But it, it it is it is it's difficult. I don't know. It, it's hard to land. I didn't know that shit about him misgendering her the whole time. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next one on my list to toss. Uh, Onimai, I'm now your sister. Uh, so cannot basically be good. Big Brother is a neat and uh his. Uh, super intelligent scientist younger sister uh, slips him some drugs that turns him into a little girl. (sighs) (laughs) Anime bullshit! Um, We see this segment for for this segment called anime bullshit. Just lump, lump all of that in there. So yeah, I, I how bad we, we is watched, it? Well, honestly, the first episode there was a lot of cringe of like, is this really happening? But the story itself was fine. Uh huh. If episode two had been like episode one, okay. or had you know gotten better, then I we would have kept it honestly, because right. it's not bad. Um, and a lot of the directions it could take it, it, it doesn't like, well, like, and, and it even starts to take it those directions and they, they cut it off at the past and, and make it pass and make it so that you, you can't go that route anymore. And, and I was appreciative of that. And I thought it was doing an all right job and could, had, had potential. And then episode two was just kind of a flop. It, yeah. it it didn't it wasn't bad it just it didn't do anything of note and so we're like nah if if this had been better we would have kept it but it it wasn't so it's oh, like well. Well, episode one episode one was like a seventy uh and if episode two had been like a seventy five or higher we would have kept it but episode two was like a 65. So we're like, nah, pass. Okay. Next on the list is saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement. Stop it with the another world. Get a different phrase. Uh, 
it, it's it's I mean it's it's, it's every it's fucking mid. isekai. It's, it's mid as fuck. It's every isekai. Like that the it's it's like that title reminds me of the I killed three million slimes and I maxed out my level or whatever. Like f- fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 mid as fuck. Um all right, tell me about uh, season two of The Vampire Dies in No Time. It's more The Vampire Dies in No Time. It's just, it's just good gag shit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I want to tell you about my favorite gag, but it's kind of impossible without explaining like twelve gags that came before it. Cause, cause, like, <laughs> okay, so this, let's fast. Yeah, it, it's like a really, it was a really good plot line because. Ronaldo, the main character, lives with the vampire, right? Draw Luke. Yeah. Um, and he's Ronaldo's trying to write a book, and he's got this editor who walks around with a giant battle axe and le- like fucking tortures the shit out of him if he doesn't make his deadlines. Um, and he's he's trying to write the book, and Draw Luke is fucking with him and fucking with him and fucking with him, and. And then he he's trying so hard not to react, like he's yeah. trying to avert his gaze. He's not all of his reactions are inside his head. He's not he's not verbalizing it at all. He, he full on turns around at his desk one at one point, just starts writing in his lap in order to to. And then it, it, finally he gets so pissed off and he reacts and that's right when the editor shows up. <laughs> Figures. And then <laughs> Ronaldo says, "Wait a second. Just give me a minute." And then he starts singing a song <laughs> about how he Gosh. knew what the punchline was going to be from the beginning. <laughs> and it was beautiful but it's Uh. not funny explaining it because you haven't seen the fucking 12 gags of him getting beat up by the editor before nope (laughs) it's it's one of those things where you cannot walk into the show in the middle of it like it's a gag it's a gag show but it, it, most of those are like you can you can hop in whenever and it's going to be funny. But it, this this one relies so much on you knowing everything that came before. Yeah, which is fine, but it's like it's weird for gags. It yeah, it is. <clears throat> um, uh, let's let's talk about Way of the House Husband too. Okay. Uh. Not, I mean, there's really nothing to talk about, dude. <laughs> did, did you did you see Way of the House Husband? Yes. It's that, but season two. Lots of lots of still shots, like barely animated at all, but <clears throat> the fucking funniest jokes you've ever seen your seen in your life. Correct. <laughs> Honestly, it you so you like do you like the the shorts concept that it sounds like the vampire dies in no time is and the way of the house husband certainly is 
Yeah, I mean, Vampire Dies in No Time is like two segments. Like, like think of cartoons, like The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Like, th- that's what The Vampire Dies in No Time is. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you if you like the way of the house husband, the way it did it, then uh-huh. oh boy, do I have a show for you. Okay. Because Handyman Saito in Another World. Oh, we're jumping is, into another one. Is is a fantastic anime that it's it's like one minute shorts. Like 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 they're they're jumping around constantly to random characters that like it'll just introduce people. It'll be like, and now we're over here. Now we're over here with this this uh this dwarf who is dude. He's a fucking badass because what he does he he doesn't party up with anyone because he is a mage. A dwarf dwarves, mage. Dwarves aren't mages. Like that's just not a thing. No. But he's a mage wearing full battle armor. What? Like, like he is in heavy metal plate. But that's and what give he you does. Melee bonuses. Is he walks into the middle of enemies and have and they all pounce on him and he's fending them off with his shields and he gets crushed up into a little ball and then he just casts fireball on himself. What? <laughs> and it's an AOE spell, so everything around him dies. But he's got the armor, so it doesn't really hurt him. What? <laughs> yeah, he just explodes. He just walks into groups of enemies, they attack him, and then he explodes, and they all die. So he's this badass dude who just wears all this, and he can't be buddies with anyone. Because if but they were near him... Then they yeah, would they'd die. explode. But everywhere he goes, underneath his hat, he's got this uh, cute little dog that he he has. Okay, <laughs> it's awesome. So who's it's fantastic. the and that's who's the isekai uh, person? Uh, he is a handyman from our world. <laughs> okay. Um, and and that's the the main party that they follow is him and uh his. I don't know if Tsundere is right, but uh, uh, Paladin, uh, as well as a uh, fairy cleric that uh, won't do anything unless she's paid, like, at at the moment. Fair. Um, Yeah, like, you you, you need a healing? You better fucking cough up a gold coin right the fuck now. Um... And uh, the incredibly powerful wizard who has been alive for hundreds of years and knows all the spells and everything. Except for the fact that he's been around for hundreds of years. And so he doesn't remember jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's got dementia. (laughs) Yeah, so, so he starts casting a spell and then... Then he stops halfway through because he doesn't remember the words to it. Um, and then the handyman is functionally the rogue because he um, he can lockpick things. Okay. But he can also repair things and... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just... It's a very funny anime that... Uh, it just cuts back and forth constantly between random things, and at the same time, it is still progressing a story. 
Like it, it, the, the little shorts build on previous shorts. You can still walk in at any point and they're funny. Uh, any single short is funny on its own, but it is telling a story. And in the end of the last episode, which at, at this point is probably not the last episode, might be the second to last, um, they discovered a new part of a dungeon that had been completed. And so that opened up the dungeon all over again. And it ended with lots and lots, like, uh, a field, the field outside the dungeon, which before had been barren, is now full of adventurers going in there. And if you look around, there's the dwarf with the dog. And there's, the like, all of the characters that it's just been introducing to you in, like, one-minute shorts are there and they're all going to interact. So okay. It's 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 like everything they're doing with the anime is fantastic. That's cool. Um, I'll give it a shot. So, you've got 3 4 four more sequels on your list? Revengers is a sequel, right? Revenger is not a sequel. Okay, so three more. Yes. So, uh, Bofri, I know you've already spoken about the fact that its intro is the same. Yes, I told you about that. It's in, its second season intro is the intro from the first season. Which is, come on guys, put together a new one. It's been like two years. <laughs> you've had, you've had the time to do this. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Um, uh, how's Vinland Saga? Uh, it's starting a little slow, which, remembering how the first season ended, is to be expected. Um, yeah. Like, we're, we're reintroduced to Torfin from the perspective of someone who is sold into slavery, because, uh, at the end of the first season, Torfin was sold into slavery. Like, the their plot to... Yeah. to overthrow the king of Denmark like completely failed and they were sold into slavery uh, or the mentor was killed and then Torfin was sold into slavery um, and rather than immediately jumping to him at, at the beginning of the second season we get a long extended like like history of this guy named Anar from him living in his peaceful village to the village being De- destroyed by raiders and his fam- his mother and sister being murdered in front of him and then he's sold into slavery and, and shipped across the the sea cuz he's from northern england to denmark uh where he is then bought by somebody who says like hey you can you can win your you can buy your freedom back if you work this piece of land into a wheat farm um, in the core uh, and like, I'll buy your wheat from you over the course of like three years. And then you can buy yourself back. Right. And the, <coughs> yeah. the, thing, the thing that he has to turn into a wheat farm is the densest forest I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> uh but uh, but his partner in that the the other person who can buy their their freedom back at the end of it is Torfin. Okay. 
and he's like he's a completely different person from what we saw before like young Torfin was angry and hot-headed and and uh unfriendly and this new Torfin is aloof and di- distant cold uh bordering on like like not suicidal but like I don't give a fuck if I die. Uh-huh. Like I am fine with death. In in the, in the third episode of the season, he he says he says as much. He's like not a single good thing has ever happened to me in my life. Like why should I fear death? Ugh. Yeah. So He's he's in a much different place than the first season. And I'm looking forward to him breaking out of that, because I want good things for Torfin. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get through some, some more of your, yours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, the Misfit of Demon... King Academy 2 uh, is it's just this, I, I don't want to talk about the sequels really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not yours? I mean, no. I mean, it's just a continuation of the previous story and if you haven't been watching it like like Bungo Stray Dogs Season 4. If you haven't seen Season 1 you're not going to have any fucking idea what's happening. In <laughs> I think I watched four. like half of Season 1 and then gave up. So like it's like so much has happened in that show that it's 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 pointless to to, right. to start talking about it. You'd start uh, telling it's, me it's, character names and I'd be like, "Who?" Because yeah, it, it's possible that like half the main characters have died at this point and they've introduced an entire new cast. And like, yeah, so uh, <laughs> so basically, here's the way I'm going to do it: uh, Misfit of Demon Academy Two. Um, if you liked the first one, this one's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Bogo Stray Dogs Season 4. If you like the first three, this one's pretty good. Inspector 2. If you like the first one, this one's pretty good. Actually, yeah. actually, I want to I want to know about that one because I, I, I gave up near the end of Inspector because it starts out interesting and then it hits a slog where it decides that its last like nine episodes are going to be a single story arc. And it's not nine, but it is like too many. Well, okay, yeah, it it is nine in a single story arc. Uh, but that's it's not a problem until it gets to the last. I won't. It's not even the last four. It's because the the last episode or two are different. But like like four of them in a row are the same fight. Yeah, um, I, I just and, and, I couldn't. It was. It, it's like. I was expecting like in a story arc every episode or two, like something more fast paced, and that and, and it hit me immediately with this very long story. Is is yeah. too better about this? Um. Well, I mean, we're not very far into it. Okay. Uh, the 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 stories so far are interesting. Um. But. I mean, I, I can't really speak to whether it's going to hit a dead wall. <laughs> like, right. We're not far. Like the first one. Did. 
No, we're we're not. I mean, at least we, you we do just... acknowledge it did hit that wall. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. And, and uh, I I I can I can speak very definitively on that because I just rewatched all of that um, <laughs> because uh, my hero. One I, <laughs> one, I I I had a vague memory of what the show was, and I knew I had seen the first season, so I was going to watch the second. Uh, but Kristen wanted to watch it too. So she hadn't seen the first one and she watched the whole thing and I watched most of it with her, but not all. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I, I have a pretty good handle on it and yeah, it was, it was a little whack. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get the isekais out of the way. Thank uh, God. And let's, we can, go we can never talk else. about them again. <laughs> um, Let's see. Farming life in another world is what I hoped the other one would be. Right. Um, Whatever uh, that fucking thing was called. Yeah, that that other one that had the same name, basically. Um, This one is more farming focused. Uh, It's and he's not even an adventurer. He's like building a farming town and uh, it's, it it's swiftly turned into a harem. Yeah, it, it, and it's an instant harem. Uh, <laughs> uh, episode one, he gets dogs and a spider friend. Uh, episode two, I think, we get uh, a vampire chick joins. And then episode three, uh, it goes from, like, one girl with the vampire chick to be like, 13 girls <laughs> like an, an angel joins and then like like eight or nine elves join and they're like yeah. here's an entire fucking fellowship of characters yeah <laughs> um but it's it's pretty good I, like nothing of substance is happening so far but we're only like two or three episodes in so that's not exactly surprising uh, I don't expect it to be a uh, save the world sort of anime, though. I it's I, I don't think it's going to happen like that. Cool. Um, uh, campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill. Uh, so Why the absurd skill, the absurd skill is that uh, he can uh, use the internet to buy things that are instantly delivered to him. So he's okay. in another world where it's medieval and uh, cross-dimensional you know, food. Amazon. Yeah, f- food food's kind of uh, you know shitty, and uh, they they don't have access to, to like marinades or anything like that. And uh, he can just at any point uh, buy curry roux and make curry, or or even pot ramen. Like he can he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, and because it's like, it's a food store, they still sell things like pots and, uh, cooking stoves, uh, like the, the travel stoves. Uh-huh. Um, so, and like the first episode, he goes in a shop and they're like, that'll be 800 gold for this portable cooking stove that's magic. And it turns on like this and he's like, oh, cool. And then he went home and used like six copper online to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 just one that I have currently outside in my garage for when I need to do hot pot and stuff. Right. Um, it's just your Coleman grill. 
<laughs> no, no, I have a, I have a, I have a legitimate one. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it's, it is an absurd skill and they are doing funny things with it. So, uh, that, that amount of it is enjoyable. Okay. Uh, also episode one ends with him, uh, signing a contract. Um, uh, what is it when you have a, a familiar contract with Fenrir the God Wolf? Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Who just chills with him now and, and eats a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's another tame one that's not really gonna, you know, go right. into a whole lot. Um, Let's get Nagatoro. to Chillin' in my 30s. No. Before oh, okay. we go to Nagatoro, get through Chillin' in my 30s. Chillin' in my 30s is uh, not one that you're going to be watching. No? <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that now. Yeah. Uh, I was I was hoping that it was going to be something similar to the um, Banished from the Heroes Party. Right. Uh, but it's, it's not. Um... The he like right after getting fired from the Demon King's army, he uh, lands in the bosom, the very large bosom of a backwater girl, and uh, she's incredibly strong. And he becomes an adventurer, and uh, he's not actually a demon, like like they like he was brought up as he's actually a human so right i mean i've seen he had, the cover yeah. of the or cover yeah whatever. yeah it's it's not actually that good okay. and honestly i'll give it a few more episodes and then i will probably drop it because again there's too much on this fucking list <laughs> tell me about nagatoro uh, Nagatoro is perfect. Nagatoro is my favorite, uh, <clears throat> one of these, like, slice-of-life kind of anime where two characters yeah. don't get along, but they secretly actually super get along, and they're really into each other, but they're both afraid to tell each other. Yeah. And I couldn't really tell you why it's my favorite, is part of it the fact that the main guy literally doesn't have a name and is just called Senpai? Yes. <laughs> that is part of it. Um, uh. Is part of it the fact that uh, it, the show started out where she, Nagatoro was, like, actually abusive, and then apparently the author realized, like, oh, that's not cool or hot, and so she just became yeah. more, like, playful. Uh, yes, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, is it, is it the face where, that Nagatoro does where she like squints one eye really far and then the other one is huge and she puts on her fucking like devilish grin? That's part of it. I, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just a good looking show. <laughs> and, okay. and it's really, it's really funny. All of the time, there's, uh, aside from those first couple of episodes where Nagatoro, like I said, was kind of just abusive, um, it, it hasn't had a not banger, like, okay. like skit or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Senpai went to Nagatoro's house in the latest episode. She was sick, and he went to take her her homework. And oh. and we were introduced to Ane Toro, which is what he calls her older sister. <laughs> and she loves fucking with the both of them. <laughs> so it's great. She's she's a good addition to the cast, and I'm I'm happy. Okay. Nagatoro decided to feed Senpai while while they were in her bedroom. They were eating pudding. And she's like, I'll feed you some of this pudding. And then he accepted this. And then right as he takes the bite, fucking Auditoro walks in. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't even say anything about it. Does not say a single thing about it. But they know. They know that she yeah. saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too late now. Yeah. She's seen it. <laughs> it's great. Your life is over now. <laughs> uh, should I do another one, or do you have more to go through? Uh, trying to see what I want to talk about. Um, all right, I'll talk about Trigun Stampede. Uh, I, I love Trigun. Um, Trigon is the first manga I bought because, uh, it's just a really good anime. Uh, it's a really good story. And, um, this is, that story, if it was animated by the people who do Ruby. (laughs) Uh, that doesn't sound good. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. It's not Ruby season one level of bad. Right. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine much being that bad. No, no. Except for that, like, there was an anime last year that was like, like if they took PS1 characters and then tried to animate them with no animation experience. Uh, I forget what it was called, but that was pretty awful yeah um so it's it's not anywhere near that bad uh i i notice it mostly in like the the non-combat movement of of characters oh wow just they, like ruby yeah yeah and they, <laughs> they, they do they they have a lot of weird movement ticks that it's i I don't I don't understand the the animation style. But uh the fights are fantastic and uh it's still the same Trigun story. So it's it's pretty good. I mean it's it's not the it's it's not a one for one of the manga or the previous anime. It's not a faithful retelling. Yeah, I've yes, seen I've seen it's... some talk about this, and like they've changed it up a bit. Yeah, which so, is probably which... honestly necessary because it's like a thirty-year-old anime at this point. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing: like I, I understand the the manga writers who hate anime because they change things, and I understand the the anime people that are like. Uh, you used to make this and now you made it this way and I hate it. Why couldn't you remake the original? 
you still have the original. Right. Fuck I've off. never I've never given any credence to yeah. anything like that. Like and, especially and, and, like we talk about video games a lot and it comes out every time a video game is getting remade like oh yeah. I hope they don't ruin it and it's like just go buy the PS2 version. Yeah. You can still play it. It exists. Um <laughs> and, and I I pretty much never want a remaster or, or or something like that. I I I honestly couldn't give a fuck if it was like the the shot for shot the same but a higher def. Right. Because I've already seen it and I I I remember how it is and my remembering it of how it was when I watched it 20 years ago is way better than it actually looked. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I having, I having gone back to watch fucking... Trigun a little bit recently. <laughs> Old, like, Game Boy games where uh, I played them when I was, like, 10 or 11. And I had, yeah. uh, I had a much more, like, I- engaged and creative mind. And I was, like, creating backstories for all these characters and filling in plot details where there weren't any. And you go back and play them now and they're just, like, the most bare-bones fucking games you've ever seen. Yeah. But in my mind, they live on as these, like, epic fantasies on the level of, like, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, because I filled in all that detail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, fantastic. That, that right. It's, that's, that's, I, I love that that happens with, with our brains. But, I, I don't, like, I, I, I think the Trite Gun Stampede's pretty good. Okay. The, the the animation's a little a little fucky in some places, but it's it's not enough to make me stop. Um The the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. Uh too long. Yuri. It's Yuri is what it is. The title is too long. <laughs> it's it's just Yuri. And is the reincarnated princess reincarnated from our world? Yes. Okay. I, I'm. I'm. I'm assuming so because <laughs> she's going around making. She can't use magic in a universe where all royalty can use magic, and that is their. That is their divine mandate. Uh, is is that since they can use magic, they are royalty. She can't use magic despite the fact that, that she was born royal. Um, but she, her mind comes from our world, uh, and uh, so she knows about technology and stuff and is using the inherent magics of, like, heat stones from lava creatures and stuff uh and and using those to create uh ovens water pots yeah <laughs> like, like things 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 to make your your teapot boil faster right um for the for the common people uh so like she's she's great she's she's a, a pro democracy communist who uh, uh <laughs> yeah she's I great love those. and also also, she's in love with uh, the the genius the, young lady. Yeah, the the former fiance of of her her brother, the the next in line to be king. 
um, who he ditched uh, in. What is it with every single anime nowadays that that takes place in another world or or just fantasy at all? Is doing the um uh I've heard about this. The, is it the sh- you're trying to say Shield Hero? No, no, dating sim. Dating sim. Like like they're yeah, they're they're all the um what what was that anime not My last season a, but the season the before? No, no, the one that I didn't want to watch, but you told me I had to watch, and then I watched past the first episode, because the first episode sucked. Oh, right, I know what you're um, talking about, but I cannot remember the name of it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, like the that setting of all the royals in a, um, in a school together, uh-huh. and, and then, like, there's the um, the fantasy dating sim. And then there's the yeah. common girl who comes in, and all of the royals fall in love with the commoner girl. And then the, the bad guy is always the, the prince's fiance. Yeah. 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 I, like, every single anime is doing that now. Because there, <laughs> there was one last season that, that did it. Uh, this season, the the... Lizalata into Kobayashi live one. I mean that that one is just legitimately that setting, but it's doing it. And then this one did it as well in that like she was made out to be the bad girl, the the genius young lady. She she wasn't. Uh it was it was a whole plot to to get her out so that the prince the, could be with the, the common yeah. commoner. Yeah, correct. And the prince <laughs> is a piece of shit. Um but like it, I. Why does it keep showing up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like my life as the villainous did it, and now everybody's fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, talk about high card, and then I'll finish up with the like two or three more. Uh, well, I haven't talked about fast. Revenger yet either. Oh, okay. Talk about Revenger first. Okay, Revenger is the best anime I'm watching this season. Revenger is like if every episode was an Akira Kurosawa film. <laughs> but like legit. So the premise is there's this there's this samurai. His name is Kurima Raizo. And he was tasked with murdering his father-in-law or future father-in-law. Uh, because his father-in-law was in the opium trade. I should also note, this takes place in a time period that uh, anime doesn't really like to cover too much, where um, the samurai are all just corrupt at this point, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, like, Western influence has come in, and they're all working in the drug trade and shit. Uh, while the, the let's, government... Let's, let's... Let's let's give a little bit of credit though. Um, it wasn't just the Western influences; they were pretty bad before we got. They there. were they were always bad, but there. This yeah. is the point where there's like, Kurima Raizo is there, the last honorable samurai. Yeah, this is the point where there's nothing redeemable about any of them. Yes, 
Um, there, there were points during their time where there were things that were redeemable about them, but they were always bad. Right. The system was always bad, and there were good actors within the system. And now there, there is one good actor left in the system, and he is out of the system by the end of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually called Once Upon a Time in Nagasaki, just to really lay into like that Western influence from Kurosawa films. Like, because yeah. all Westerns are basically just Kurosawa films. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so Kurima Raizo is tasked with killing his father-in-law, future father-in-law, who is uh, said to be an opium dealer. Well, then he goes. He starts to head back to report to his lord, and on the on the road back, he runs into more samurai serving his lord, and they shoot him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're cleaning up loose ends because the person who was dealing the opium was not his future father-in-law. It was his lord who was getting getting some scrutiny from higher up, and so he laid the blame all on the father-in-law. Um, but he, Raizo is saved by this uh this group of people who, uh are all secret Catholics and they perform revenge for people. So there, there's this gold token thing. And if you, if you bite the token and you, you give it to the right people, then they will carry out your revenge for you. Like you're incapable of it. You're, you're dying. You, you, you bite the, the piece of gold. And then one of these people comes along and finds it. And they'll carry out your revenge. Uh, Or you know you're going to go to prison for something you didn't do. You bite it and you hand it to them. And they'll carry carry it out. So that's what these people do. Uh, And they were given a gold token by the father-in-law in order to carry out revenge against the Lord. Not against his killer. Uh, Rizo, but against the Lord because that was the one who was actually bad. Yeah. Um, so Rizo agrees to help them after having been betrayed by the Lord. Uh, he yeah. agrees to help them infiltrate <laughs> the the place and says like, oh yeah, I won't do any of the fighting or anything. And then as soon as they've all run off to go kill people, he runs off to go kill the Lord. Uh, he, he intentionally left out some information uh, about a secret passageway so that he could he could be the one at the end of the secret passageway to kill his lord. Gotcha. So that yeah. when his, his lord escaped, he could... Yeah. And he does. He, he kills the shit out of him. And from that point on, each episode is just him. He now works with the, the Revengers... And each episode is a different story, always tied to the opium trade, but they're always carrying out a different person's revenge. Okay. So there's like an overarching storyline, but each one is also contained within itself. Okay. Yeah. And each episode is just really good. It's just really good samurai action. There's a doctor who uses a bow that is bigger than him 
and his arrows are harpoons. Uh, nice. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Everybody should watch this. It's like it's like a more serious cowboy bebop kind of thing. Okay. I love it. I mean, that's it. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and then high card. I'll get through real quick. High card is like um that cartoon Jowlin Showdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are 52 cards in the world, in this fantasy world. It looks like our world, but it's not our world. Um, there are 52 playing cards, and each one of them has a specific power. And these cards choose people, right? And yeah. when you've been chosen by the card, you can utilize its power. And they're all incredibly different. The main characters, for example, is a low-ranking card. He is the Two of Spades. Um, and what this does is he has a gun, a revolver speci- specifically, with uh, he can conjure up bullets for it whenever he wants to. So he he has no like he won't run out of ammo. He just has to reload it every now and then. Um, yeah. And he he can uh, see through things in order to shoot more precisely. So like, oh, that's cool. When he really woke up to his power, he he like saw. Uh, deep underwater to a car that had sunken below the water and he shot through the glass so that the person could get out of the car. Nice. Yeah. So that's his thing. But in the first episode, we're introduced to a guy who, uh, when he's using his card's power, can turn anything he touches into marbles. Oh. Which sounds stupid, except when he's turning people's heads into marbles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I would immediately think. Yeah, like like the first thing he does is grab somebody's arm and sever it by turning that part of the arm into marbles. Yeah. So so you've got like varying degrees of powers going on here. Um and the main character gets roped into all of this and ends up working at this uh car company that is a front basically, for uh, a group of people who hunt down these cards to collect them and take them out of society. Gotcha. And, I mean, it's kind of like the Revenger thing, where, like, each episode is its own thing. Like, we we found out about this person who has X card. We're going to go get X card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, a fucking deep cut with Shaolin Showdown. Right. <laughs> like, haven't haven't thought about Marble Nine Dots in a long time. But explaining it, it, it you see where I get the comparison, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten is uh, a lovely, lovely anime, kind of slice of life romancy. It's, it's enjoyable. Uh, it's definitely one that I will be watching all the way through to the end. Spy Classroom is uh, about a team of misfits that join a super spy, and they work together, each using their own 
special abilities that are somewhat useless on their own, but also very niche um, to, to perform uh, subterfuge and, and super spy things. Uh, and Buddy Daddies is... Um, it is the current season's uh, people taking care of child that they're completely unequipped to take care of. Spy family uh, ripoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, it's I'd say it's it's closer to that. Um, the, the gangster one. one. Yeah, the Yakuza one. Uh, but the, they're assassins and. Uh, I mean, it's cute. It's it's less enjoyable than many of the other ones we saw last year because the the kid's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see if I keep watching that. And uh, Ningen Fushin, Adventures Who Don't Believe in Humanity Will Save the World, uh, is pretty good. It's a it's about a group of people who all got burned by society, um, and they can't trust anything. Uh, but they uh, team up because they all can't trust anyone together uh, and they're they're sort of figuring out their differences and adventuring because they each need the money to uh, for their vices <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the, the main character once he got dropped by society uh, decided to become an idol fan so he needs lots of money to go to idol concerts and buy idol merch. Um, and another one, uh, who's a very intelligent, uh, wizard, uh, likes to spend all her money on betting races. And, uh, the, the priest, uh, likes prostitutes. So, great. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's an enjoyable show. But we spent way too much time on that, so we're gonna we rock did. through these you brought game too many facts, anime. the facts about the Dragon Stomper. Way too many anime. I don't know how you have the time for all that. Uh, well, there's a reason I didn't watch the movies. <laughs> Dragon Stomper is a top-down role-playing game developed by Steven Landrum and published by Starpath for the Atari 2600. Steven Landrum. It's a great name. It is. Man, all these people with great names. See, here's the thing. The the, the sucky part about these great names. Because you look at all these people and you're like, damn, why is their name so good? Why isn't my name that good? And then you're like, oh, that's right. It's the last name, the part I couldn't control. Right. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I got sidled like, with the most common last name in, like, like... Ever. Western yeah. society. <laughs> yeah. Not ever, so like, because, like, like Chinese yeah, last right. names are more common. <laughs> yeah. But, like, like Landrum. Chuck Landrum. Sounds great. George Landrum. Sounds great. Uh-huh. Like, like, no matter what you throw, it's, it's just, it's gonna roll off the tongue well. Listen, listen. Brett Landrum. His Ooh, name's Brett. Yeah. His name's fucking Brett. I should yeah. hate him. But <laughs> yeah, but now his name's Brett Landrum. God damn! You can still make it bad though, because Brad Landrum. That hey, doesn't you're, work. You're, you're yeah yeah. You're you're still Brad. Like <laughs> fuck you. 
Chad Landrum? No. Okay, maybe Chad Landrum. <laughs> I was thinking Chad before I said Brett, and it works. <laughs> yeah. But but even listen, other names work with Brad too. Like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt yeah. is an awesome yeah. name. Uh-huh. uh-huh. His name is Brad. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yeah, but 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 Pitt? Pitt's another one that's like, ooh. Ooh, that's that's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wish I had a good last name. Fuck. <laughs> In Dragon Stomper, you play as a dragon hunter who must, by order of the king, journey far away to an ancient dragon's lair to recover a magical amulet hidden within. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, it's, it's, pretty it's, standard. Typical fantasy shit, yeah. <laughs> Now, if they wanted to make it interesting, you bring the the magic amulet back to the king, and then the king betrays you, and he kills you, but you don't actually die, he just thinks you're dead, and then you have to take your revenge out against the evil king. You've been watching too much anime. Move to Vact 3. The game takes place in three main segments, starting with the wilderness, which you wander through collecting money and other valuables from abandoned castles, huts, churches, mazes, and more. This is both to level up your strength via potions and magic rings you find, as well as to get enough to either bribe your way past a town guard, or find a pass to let you in. Along the way, you are subjected to numerous random battles against creatures, as well as the real monsters of the world. But if you die... (laughs) The most dangerous game. I mean, it it is... But if you die, you can just hit the restart switch and start where you are, just without any of the money or objects slash upgrades you've collected so far. The second phase of the game is within the town, using the gold and valuables you've collected so far to buy equipment, learn spells, and hire, actually, bribe again, further help for the final phase of your journey. Yeah, this game loves bribing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, in RuneScape, Fully, like, at least half the quests have you getting people drunk. Like, in <laughs> either in order to kill them, or to get information out of them, or to distract them in some way. Like, every fucking quest in the game has you getting people drunk. It's like, guys, guys what do you have against alcohol? <laughs> and, and, and you would know, having finished every quest in the game. I have. I have my quest cape to prove it. My bribe cape. <laughs> the final Your phase... drunk cake. <laughs> my, my drunk cape. The final phase of the game is the long, narrow dragon's cave filled with traps that you must use spells to reveal or else take damage before finally arriving at the dragon itself, which you must either defeat or rush past and unlock the final door with a spell. The game was lauded for its use of sound design and problem-solving ingenuity. When an enemy appears, you hear the Dragonet theme, receiving an item... The Dragonet theme? Oh, what? Really? Dragonet theme, yeah. Okay. Do you you know the Dragonet theme? No. But am I thinking Uh, of what Dragonet is correctly? Dragonet is the, uh, the TV show? Right. It's about cops, right? Yeah. Right. What the fuck? Why would why would an enemy play the Dragnet theme? Because the Dragnet theme is dum de dum dum dum. Oh. 
That's okay. the Dragnet theme. It came from that. I didn't know that. Something <laughs> something that I didn't know, but I, I was showing my wife this, and she was like, oh yeah, the Dragnet theme. And I was what like, the fuck? how the fuck do you know that? I'm older than you. <laughs> that, it, neither of you should know that. It's from like the 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also it's copaganda. It's actual copaganda. Oh, 100%. Like, actually paid for by the Los Angeles Police Department. Yeah. Uh, receiving an item plays the charge fanfare. <laughs> Reaching the Dragon's Cave plays a few bars of Edward Grieg's In the Hall of the Mountain King. Okay. And dying treats you to taps. As for game, <laughs> as for gameplay, with most adventure or role-playing games of the time, there's usually a straightforward path you must take in order to progress. But there's multiple routes around everything in this. This is a is this a sandbox game? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> You don't have to hire anyone. You can kill the guards to get into cities and across bridges, although it's very hard. And even with the end, you don't even have to beat the dragon to win. Yeah, you can just rush, pa rush past them and unlock the door with a spell. That's cool. To do all this, the Atari needed some help, but the publisher Starpath had that in spades with the Starpath Supercharger. A peripheral that added six whole kilobytes of RAM to the Atari, <laughs> which only had 128 bytes to begin with. It's something like 70 times the amount of RAM. Like, go open a Word document. Write nothing in it. Save that Word document. That empty Word document is bigger than this. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly, they didn't do a whole lot with that, mostly making ripoffs of other games like Suicide Mission, a medical-themed asteroids game, or Communist Mutants from Space, which, despite the rad name, is just Space Invaders. It's such a missed opportunity there. I mean... That's just anti-communist shit making its way into games. <laughs> They're just like, in no way are we going to actually integrate communist ideas into this game, explain no. why we think they're bad or anything. No. Just, they're communists. Shoot them. I just, I, I would love to play a game called Communist Mutants from Space. That isn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> While it's not the first role-playing video game, which could be any one of about 12 released in 1975, right after D&D was published the year before, Dragon Stomper was the first ever console RPG, which is the only thing Wombat plays, not true. So thank you, Dragon Stomper, for giving me my trash weeb RPGs. And that was just the facts. Let's move on to part three. <laughs> you don't want to linger on that one too long. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, this week we're doing the media that made us, uh, which is the reason why we had to push this back so far, because I watched too much anime. Um, it it uh, came to be Monday, and I'm like, 
yo, I just finished watching Aladdin. And John's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oops. That's a thing we were supposed to do. Right. Uh, okay. Huh. And it was one o'clock uh, and I'm like, you do not have time to watch both movies. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. Um, I could have just not, though, and it would have been fine because I, I know these movies. But I, I would have missed out on, on every single scene from things. these movies. Yeah, well, likewise, uh, there were just small things I picked up. So uh, just to get it on the table... The media that made me was Aladdin. The media that made him was Toy Story. Although, really, and, it could go either way for me. Like, Aladdin was yeah, I a mean, big I'll, part uh, for me, too. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have some thoughts about Toy Story, but before I get into that, I, I did... It's It's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, I did notice a few things that I didn't back in the day, like... Okay, let's get uh, a quick rundown. Well, the the one in particular that's that's the most obvious, I think, that I don't know how I missed in the past. Uh, Slinky several times uh-huh. uh, talks up um, Woody's ideas. Like yes. Woody will, will have an idea, and everyone will be like, ah, and Slinky's like, oh yeah, no, it's a great idea, Woody. Slinky um, Dog is a yes man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Mr. Potato Head shows this at one point by uh-huh. taking his lips off and rubbing them on his ass uh-huh. as a kiss ass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was fantastic. I, I I missed that in the past, or I might have seen it and just not known what the fuck it was because I was a baby. Right, like it, it's there for the adults. Like yeah. they they have to sit there and watch Toy Story with their kids probably like thirty times in a year, yeah. if not more. Um, yeah, more. <laughs> so you need. I know something my nieces get... probably saw Moana like fifty plus times the year it came out. Like, yeah, it's. But you need something to get a chuckle whenever you're forced to watch it over and over and over again. And yeah, that's one of those things that's there for you. Uh huh. Um, so I, 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 I did I did appreciate noticing more of those things. I didn't notice any more from Aladdin because I've seen it like a hundred thousand times and, right. and, and more recently. Um but I'm not the hugest fan of Toy Story, so it, it it's it's been a, a minute since I've seen that. Um I'll say both of these movies hold the fuck up. Uh, oh yeah oh yeah they are still both so good it is it's insane how good they are yeah (laughs) these these move these movies aged like fine fucking wine like (laughs) oh like there's nothing really problematic in them at all like it, it's just no, it's, I, like like the, the the only thing you could say that's problematic would be like in Aladdin, Jasmine is is treated like uh, historically she would have been right, and the entire movie is pointing out how the, fucking it, awful that is. Yes, like, <laughs> and, and the resolution of the movie is uh, let's not do that anymore. The the resolution is the Sultan being like, wait, I'm the Sultan. Yeah. I don't have to let it keep being this way. Yeah. I'm the it's always, sultan. <laughs> it's always been this way, but it doesn't have to be. Let's change it. Right. 
Um, so where do you want to start? Uh, I, I'll... I'll just let you go, and then I'll say why I don't like Toy Story. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I like Toy Story so much is it's so it's a story about friendship, right? But not like yeah, it's not like a normal friendship. It's one of those where the two of you meet and you fucking hate each other's guts, and then you end up like maybe maybe your teacher puts you into a group together right and at first you really don't get along and you're rubbing on e- each other's nerves like the wrong way all of the time but eventually you have to fucking nut the fuck up and work together to get the project done <laughs> and then you realize oh wait there's not actually like that much of a difference between us at all yeah yeah um and that's it's just a really good message to impart to children, I think, because uh, that's yeah. one of those things that will carry with you for the rest of your life. You will always be in situations where you're going to be forced to work with somebody that you don't get along with. And correct. Maybe you can take lessons from this movie and learn how to be friends with people that you might not otherwise be. Uh huh. I mean, it's very true. I mean, I've I've been doing that for like a hundred episodes now, but like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah, no, no, you're 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 right entirely. That 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 is something you're just gonna have to 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 deal with. It's 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 life. You're you're gonna meet people you you don't like at first glance, and and also people are going to replace you in in certain positions. Yeah, um, you're, you're not natural. always going to have the 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 prime spot on the bed, but you you just gotta understand and, and move on. Um, there will always be other beds to be the the place on. It's also a, a story about self discovery. Both Woody and Buzz have to learn like what kind of person they really are throughout the course of yeah. the movie. Like uh-huh. Buzz, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz in a much more obvious way because he starts out not thinking that he's a toy, and he has to come to grips with the fact that he is. He's a he, piece of plastic. He is, in fact, a toy. <laughs> you are a toy. That that scene happened, and I was watching this with a friend over Discord, and I was like, you know what? This scene at the gas station is my favorite scene. This, this whole yeah. thing at the gas station it's the best scene in the movie like <laughs> it's it's pretty good yeah yeah I'll, I'll agree with that um but woody has to realize that the the kind of person he was before like he's he doesn't listen to others very well he's he's very good at telling people what to do but he's not yeah. he's not good at understanding where others are coming from and he no. has to learn how to do that throughout the course. He, of the he's movie. very self-centered. Yes, but he does he does learn and grow and become a better person by the end of it, and I I love that. Yeah. Um. One one minor gripe I had is, uh, Buzz do- doesn't think he's a toy. But no no no. But throughout the course of the movie, he's constantly following the rules of the toys. 
C- correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's never like, oh, let me interact with this big person. Maybe they'll help me. He no. he just he goes lifeless in front of Andy like everybody else. Yeah. And that's a little confusing to me. Um what's your what's your big complaint? I'm ready to hear it now. So there there's there's a few of them. One is it's a very frustrating movie. And there's there's a lot of of Disney movies that are just frustrating. The Little um, Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, it's, it's just, you see the issue is self-made and it's just idiocy that's causing it. He is, he's a jealous piece of shit. Yes. And because of that, he does attempted murder and... <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. He did not attempt to murder. He was genuinely just trying to knock Buzz behind the dresser. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into attempted murder halfway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Through no yes, fault of yes. his own, really. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was premeditated manslaughter, uh, that turned into, uh, <laughs> unpremeditated murder. Um, <laughs> It was fucked up just to a, try and knock him behind the dresser to begin with. Yeah. It was. It's 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 a thoroughly frustrating movie to me. Uh just all the every decision that Woody makes. And and it it, it focuses on Woody. So you just you, you get a lot of that. Um Right. It's it's one of those movies where the villain is the protagonist. Yeah. Cuz yeah. The closest thing other than Woody the movie has to a villain is Sid. Sid, yeah. And Sid Sid in the toys sense is more like a force of nature. Correct, than, yeah. Than an actual villain. Like he's just a he doesn't know any better. He's just a kid playing with his toys in a destructive way, but I mean, they're just pieces of plastic to him. Yeah. Like so the closest thing you have to a real villain with like motives is Woody. And so yeah. it, it's a weird movie to watch because of that. Uh-huh. Especially but for like, a Disney movie. Yeah. It it's it's just very frustrating cuz like you could you could say a similar thing of like there are some frustrating parts of Aladdin too. I mean uh, Aladdin lies about who he is uh, for way too long. Yeah, yeah, but that accounts for like five minutes of the film, if that. Yeah, he's like, not like he's not he doing pretends, it all the time. Yeah, he pretends to be the prince to get in, and then he lies. Uh, like, I've, screw the Sultan and, and everyone else. The only person that matters there is Jasmine, and when he lies to her. Then, then it's it's shitty. It's it's yes. shitty at that point, and and then he doubles down on it. It's shitty, but then they give you a break, and they go singing one of the best songs in Disney, uh, flying around, I can and show he you the world. he gives up, you know, a little bit of facts about himself because she's not an idiot, right? Uh, she knows it's you, yeah, <laughs> uh, but he still he still like 
gives a half truth of yes that's me but that's that's not the real me this is the real me um and and he's shitty again at that point and and it immediately comes to a head of like hey you were shitty for that you should go tell her the truth and he goes okay i'll go tell her the truth and then and then it's not shitty anymore like like it, it really is like five minutes with an intermission (laughs) <laughs> of 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 frustration whereas toy story is frustrating from the moment they get buzz <laughs> to them working together to defeat sid until halfway like, through the sid's house section yes <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's it's not until it, it, the, uh, the, the rocket point gets of the strapped movie, to him no not even then the turning point of the movie is Buzz jumps off the fucking railing. Yeah, but but Woody's still kind of a piece of shit there. Like like it's 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 really not until they start working together once he has a uh, rocket strapped to him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that's that's the part where because when he goes and saves are... him from being Mrs. Nesbit, he's still he's still more thinking about himself in that moment. Yeah. Um. And and then then it's it's fine again. Um, aside from that, my biggest complaint is, is that, that Slinky Randy... Dog should totally be destroyed, right? Like he's <laughs> he's drawn completely straight at one point during the yeah. truck sequence. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a broken yeah. toy. He should be thrown away. He, is. he absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, no, no. My my biggest thing is that. Randy Newman is the worst composer in Disney. How dare you? He sucks. Every song in in Toy Story sucks. (laughs) Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Bigger and stronger, too. Randy Newman has one song, and it is only because it is ironically the best song. You got a friend and he is amazing. It's beautiful. No, 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 no. Fuck that song. Fuck Short you. people. Short people is the one thing Randy Newman has going for Short him. Short people? What is that? Yeah. Short people. It's uh, it's his, uh, like, it's a song he wrote just for himself. He released it in his 1977 album, Little Criminals, uh, where it goes, Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was released yeah, on a uh, commercial record? Yeah, they got little hands and little eyes. They walk around telling great big lies. They got little noses and tiny little teeth. They wear platform shoes on their nasty little feet. What the fuck? I don't I don't want no short people around here. This is discriminatory. Um, all month... <laughs> Uh, they got little baby legs and they stand so low, you gotta pick them up just to say hello. They got little cars that go beep, beep, beep. They got little voices going peep, peep, peep. They got grubby little fingers and dirty little minds. They're gonna get you every time. What the fuck? Well, well I don't want no short people, don't want no short people, don't want no short people around here. <laughs> um, so Billy Barty, like, boycotted the <laughs> shit out of him, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, not a huge fan of Toy Story. Uh, also, Toy Story 2, somehow even more frustrating. 
than the uh, original. I agree. For some reason, it's people so always say frustrating. So many people say that Toy Story Two is a better movie, and I'm like, Woody sucks worse in that movie. Uh huh. Like, at least at, at the first movie, I understand where Woody's coming from, like a lot. Like, yeah, I've yeah. been a jealous kid. I get it. Um, but in Toy Story Two, he's just kind of like a dick for no reason. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 3 is the highlight of the series. <laughs> I don't... I don't think I actually ever saw it. Oh, you should. It, it is the best one. Uh, I love Toy okay. Story, the first one, a lot. Toy Story 2's okay. Uh, Toy Story 3, it's... There's no bad part. There is not a bad part. So, I grew up with Aladdin. Um, I, I mean, I grew up with all the Disney films. Although, a lot of them I've only seen once. Like... Like, Snow White, I think I've only seen once or twice. Well, Pocahontas I mean, that's from, twice. what, 1935? Bambi only once. I've never uh, I've seen, seen Bambi. I've seen the old Cinderella, like, 12 times as many as I've seen the new Cinderella. And by new, I mean the one that came out in the 90s or something. I mean, I, I like Cinderella. <sighs> yeah. Um... I, I, I like the one minute ago I saw her. That that's a it's one of my favorite uh, Disney songs. Um, I like the mice. Yeah, yeah, the mice are pretty good. Um, but the the movies that I saw the most were Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. Yep, because watched a lot of that. Uh, Aladdin was my brother's favorite, and Beauty and the Beast was my sister's favorite. And because of uh, gender roles and a misunderstanding of what that means uh, as a child, because I grew up in a Christian household uh, with 1900s um, uh, mores, was uh, I wanted to be more like my brother. So... (laughs) So I always preferred Aladdin, despite the fact that uh, Beauty and the Beast is still a, a flawless film. It's and a banger. has no frustrating parts. Like, no. it's, it's it's just good all the way through. Um, the only frustrating the thing about it is that too. Lumiere should be on screen more often. Correct. I, I agree <laughs> with that. Um, and maybe Cogsworth a little bit less. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like a, I, I grew up with both of those, and I, I grew up singing the songs all the time, and uh, Aladdin was my go-to, and uh, I mean, I, I can sing all of the songs from Aladdin, and uh, I have them all on on a uh, 100% legitimate uh, disc that definitely wasn't given to me burned from my brother, and uh, <laughs> I, they're they're just it's it's a fantastic movie that uh, is good all the way through and and I I, I watched the hell out of it um, and all of the songs are good and Robin Williams is a uh, uh, he he is true magic right there listen he's um, so good as the genie. I did not realize before that it takes half an hour 
before the genie shows up. Because once he yeah. does, he just he steals the movie. Like yeah, <laughs> what happened before then? It was good. It was better than good. But then yes. the genie shows up, and it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's just, and and honestly, there's there's just so much that is good about it. Like like the genie's fantastic. Gilbert Gottfried is Iago. Like <laughs> like Iago's such a good character, and listen, and Gilbert that's Gottfried better is, casting than Robin Williams as the genie. It, it is because because there nobody could be Iago but Gilbert Gottfried. Right. There are other people that could be the genie. It wouldn't be as good. Like, there's there's no better genie than Robin Williams. Yeah. But... The guy they had in the but second other pe- movie, not, not actually that bad. But he looks no, no, bad I, in I, comparison I, to Robin Williams. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's that's something I was going to bring up, is that, honestly, the, the, the sequels to uh, Aladdin are, are still pretty good. No, Return of Jafar sucks. Uh, Return of Jafar is a trash movie. But Aladdin and the 40 Thieves, is that what it's called? Uh, Yeah. That one's awesome. (laughs) I might like Aladdin and the 40 Thieves more than I like Aladdin. (laughs) Wow. I would have to go rewatch it, but I I feel like that's that's what I got from that. (laughs) It's Aladdin and the King of Thieves. The King of Thieves. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have a problem with Return of Jafar. I just don't like Jafar. To be honest, I I think Jafar is one of the weaker villains. Um, Aladdin is great despite of Jafar's presence. <laughs> uh. Uh, like like Iago. Uh, one of the best characters in Disney. I, uh, like I said, I think uh-huh. I think Gilbert Gottfried as Iago is the best casting in Disney history. Not just like the best casting for Aladdin, but the best casting yeah. they ever did. Like, yeah, it does not get any better than that. Uh, no. And and I mean like. All of the uh, the side characters in in Aladdin are are good. There's none that get on my nerves the same way that like uh, Mr. Potato Head kind of pisses me off in Toy Story. <laughs> like, yeah. Mr. Potato Head never becomes a good character across any of the movies. Uh, just a useless character. Um, yes. But like the Sultan is fun. Iago is great. Uh, the magic carpet is always a good time. Abu is a little frustrating, but he's meant to be. Like, mm-hmm. like he's meant yeah. to be as frustrating as he is. Mister Potato yeah, Head also meant to be that frustrating, frustrating. Yeah. but he's more than he he's more frustrating than he's meant to be. Like, like uh, Abu is a little frustrating, but he doesn't ever do anything of of like the 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 one thing that abu does is, is grab say, the diamond yeah yeah like, <laughs> like that yes but i mean it's forgivable right he he's not as bad as later animal sidekicks would become yeah like a uh, mushu 
as much as I love yeah. Mul- Mulan and actually Mushu, uh, Mushu gets real frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Aladdin is just a really great. Uh, I mean, it's another great movie to show kids because it's all uh-huh. about being true to yourself. Like that yeah. is the entire. Like, that is the point of the movie. Don't lie to others. Don't lie to yourself. Be true to who you are. Always act the way that you would normally. Like, if you're a, if you're a street rat, own that you're a street rat. Be a street rat. It's fine yeah. that you're a street rat. It, it makes you... It defines who you are in a way. And, and also, it's like, it women... Is, Women don't love you because you're famous. Women love you because you're you. Right. So don't try and be who you aren't. Just be yourself. Because, like, not just women, people in general will always respond better to that than if you put up a facade. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, don't don't hunger for power. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Don't, uh... (laughs) Don't cast aside all of your your connections and ties to others in the pursuit of power. Because that's ultimately yeah. what led Jafar down the wrong path. He had he had a nice cushy gig as the the chief advisor to the Sultan. Like Yeah, Royal Vizier. Royal Vizier. He he had no want for anything, but he wanted more. Mm-hmm. And and that was his flaw. Yep. Oh, and uh, wow. stick by your promises. Don't don't uh don't fuck with promises you make. Yeah, that's a that's a minor one. But the fact that yeah. Aladdin keeps his promise to Genie at the end and and wishes him free, that's a it's an yes. important part of the movie. It is. And so sweet. All right. I, I kind of cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. We're uh, we're a very long episode this week, like really long. Um, I mean, it just feels so, really long because we went so long on anime, but it's actually pretty normal length for us. Not recently. Recently, we've been cutting it back a whole lot. Well, recently, um, we also had like a 45 minute episode. well i I meant outside of that one (laughs) um anything you're looking forward to for next week um oh well we've picked out each other's games i haven't had the opportunity to play mine yet but uh we went through each other's backloggery and i picked out john a game to play it's a velvet assassin yep and, and John, I picked out Virgo versus the Zodiac for you. Did you pick that out because I picked a V game, so you went to no. V's on mine? That was just a coincidence? No, I, actu- I actually picked out yours first. Uh, I just put it in here. Oh, okay. Uh, and, then, and then you told me what I had to play, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, and we've got I'll a mutual mobile game if you want to play that with us. It's called... Uh, yeah, so we're going to be playing Pondbarian. <laughs> This can't be good. <laughs> it can't be. Oh, it could. 
Um, uh, the other thing to, to take note of is that if you want to be continuing to follow along, you should read book three of Sword Art Online, the light oh, novel. fuck, I need to do that. God, I have so much I have to do this weekend. Uh-huh. <sighs> yep. I'm tired. <laughs> Already. Um, as far as what I'm looking forward to otherwise, I'm looking forward to dropping this class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to changing my degree program. Okay. Yep. Uh, what about you, John? Well, the thing I was going to say isn't yet. It's the, the next week I can say that. So, uh, Fuck. I uh, I'm gonna go hang out with my brother and drink beer. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Cool. It's it's, it's tonight, which normally would be like three days from now, but we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, I'm late. not doing all this. It's like forty five pages for just one of the chapters that I'm supposed to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. So... I'm not accomplishing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, so, uh, share this with someone who plays uh, trash weeb RPGs on console, like Wombat does, and uh, that would be a super huge help to us. Um, and we'll see you next week, where we talk about SAO3 and play Pondbarian and other games. See you next time! Bye!